Jim, James, Tim. What's his name? I wrote it down. Jeff. <laughs> Please welcome Jeffrey Lord. Oh, this is for the Jeffrey this Lord is- show. Lord, really? I thought Jeffrey Lord was kind of like a real guy. How are you supposed to be a strong, thrilling, powerful warrior and lover with a name like this? It is like a weak ejaculation. <laughs> Jeff. The Lord is the gatekeeper of all music in Fort Worth. Oh, Jeffrey. If you don't love the Lord, you're F and F. Like, really, is this the level that you sung to, Lord? So I'm done with Jeffrey Lord. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome to the show, everybody. This is the Funky Town Podcast, and I am your host, Jeffrey Lord. All right, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Everybody have a seat, get settled down, get settled down. We have a big show, big show for you tonight. Um, my interview is going to be with Mr. Daniel Katsuk. I really look forward to that. Um, he's a cool dude. I'm always interested in what he's got going on. Always interested interested in what kind of music he's doing. And so this is going to be... Um, we're talking about his music last year. We talked about um, a book he did. But... Um, I think he's got a big year coming up, so I can't wait to get into it with him and find out exactly what he has going on. After the interview, we're going to play three songs um, that all include Daniel Katsuk. Um, we'll play Metamorphosis from the band Katsuk. It's new. It's from their upcoming album, Commissions and Recommissions, Volume 1. And then after that, we'll hear um, a band called... Um, the Monks of Symbiosis, or Monks of Symbiosis. I don't think there's a the. We'll hear from Monks of Symbiosis, and um, it's called Our Own Movie. And Daniel said that he, I guess, moved in with some dudes over the pandemic, and they formed this group, and so they have a new album coming out. So we'll talk to him about that as well. And then we're going to close it out with um, Silence is Your Weapon is the name of the song, and it's from the Skin and Drums, uh, Skin and Bones Drum Cult. Skin and Bones, Drum Cult. I've seen them before um, around Halloween time when they do the De Los Mortis Skin and Bones Drum Cult Jam. Um, it's always cool. It's a cool um, That's a cool band, and this is their first recording. So um, we'll have the interview with Daniel. We'll um, have those three songs after the interview. Before the interview, I've got three brand-new songs to start off the brand-new year with. Um, we'll have Chansey. They have a song called Draw It. Now, they came on the show a while back. They had my email address. They sent me an email and said, hey, happy new year. We got a brand new song for the brand new year. If you want to um, check it out, share it, whatever, we'd, we'd love it. I'm like, sure, I'll play it. So um, we're going to have that before um, the brand new song Draw It, Chansey. Before that, we'll have a brand new song from Late to the Station. Um, I think they're going to have a new album coming out. But they got a new single. It's called Main Street Strut featuring Chris Watson. I'm not sure who Chris Watson is, but somebody's playing a crazy flute on this song, and it's awesome. I love it. Um, and then before that, to start off the show, we're going to have a brand new song from The Infamous, Heavy On My Mind. It just came out a couple of days ago. You might have seen it on Facebook or heard it already, but if you haven't heard it, you can hear it here, and then go on to your favorite streaming service and download it there. So, Heavy on My Mind by the infamous Main Street Strut, Late to the Station, and Draw It by Chansey, into the interview with Daniel Katsuk, and then we'll have a new one from Katsuk Metamorphosis, a new one from the Monks of Symbi- um, 
symbiosis our own movie and to end the show tonight silence is your weapon by the skin and bones drum cult so it's gonna be a good show um glad you're here sit back relax and let's enjoy ourselves
Mr. Lord. Mr. Katsuk. How you doing? Good. I almost FaceTimed you. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. It was really good to see you at the uh, at the weekly awards. Yeah, man. It was great to see you, too. Did you have a good time? Yeah, man. It was really nice. Yeah, I thought it was real cool. It was really nice. Yeah, I was hoping to... Um, to get you on one of the roundtables that we were doing. But afterwards, I was like, ah, it's probably better because it sounds like you've got a lot of stuff going on this year. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been a lot, man. It's been a lot. And uh, just with uh, custody battle and, and a lot of bands and it's just been, and, you know, pandemic and all that business. But, yeah. It's been interesting. Yeah. Well, I know, like, last year I had you on, um, you were doing a book. You wrote mm-hmm. the book, you know. And then so and then this year, you sent me over three different tracks from three different projects. Yeah. So I was like, man, you must have been really busy. Well, I mean, during the pandemic, I was able to work on a lot of things. You know, like, moved into this house with uh, my friend Charles Gaby. And, uh, and we were able to, all these other people moved in Troy from Spoonfed and Steve-O, my bass player, and then Kristen who plays violin. And, and we just basically wrote a whole bunch of songs together and put that together. And then, uh, and then, you know, I've been working on this second commissions album of people asking me to write songs for themselves or for loved ones or partners and and then skin and bones we've been working on something for a very long time and it's just we've just finally finally found these really old tracks off uh old hard drive oh. and so we've been putting that together and um yeah <laughs> it's been a lot of creative no, stuff that's cool yeah i've seen skin and bones it's been a long time now it was whenever lola's was at the old place and it was right around Halloween time and uh, the whole band was on stage. I think um, P- Parker Anderson might've been one of the drummers that night. Okay. Yeah. We've had a, you know, it's all mostly all improv. So we have had, you know, Parker and just a, a lot of different people show up and just groove and see where we go. Yeah, And everybody had on their, their, their face paint, and it was cool. It was a really neat scene, and a, um, I love that kind of music too. But whatever, whatever style, because it's almost um, meditative in a sense. You know, it it takes you on a journey. A lot of times, it'll start off slow and kind of spacious, and then really build into something big, and, and then kind of break it down. I don't. Know, I like it. Well, thank you, man. It's 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 a fun thing to do because I play guitar in every project. So this is. Uh, one where I can just play drums and hang on a mic and dance and get a little weird. Yeah. We're trying to keep, trying to keep funky town weird, man. You got to do it. <laughs> it. It's a, it's a group project. And what, what I mean by all of us trying to keep the city weird, not the group project, but I guess the, the skin and bones is also a group project. So it works both ways. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's a lot of us who are trying to keep it funky. Um, and so you're doing a show, I guess, for the release of the skin and bones um, stuff with the uh, rage out orchestra. That's how you say it. 
Yeah, Rage Out Orchestra. Orchestra. And uh, but that'll be a uh, a Katsuk release. Oh, okay. That's the Katsuk release. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, well, we're going to do that, release that here, hopefully. I'm trying my ass off to make that work. And then um, and then I think around March, we're going to release our Monks album. And then probably in the summertime, release Skin and Bones. Okay, cool. When's the last time you've released um, a Katsuk record? I guess it was uh, two years ago, and that was our my first commissions and recommissions album. Okay, and so that's just a mixture of 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 songs that people commissioned me, songs that are old songs, songs that are new. A lot of it's country to electronic to rock to it's kind of all over the place so it doesn't really fit on any like like really full band album so it's just kind of like a hodgepodge of a lot of folk and a lot of stuff that i don't do a lot with the with the bigger releases it's kind of like a b-sides and rarities almost yeah yeah totally all right totally. that's cool um and i had had my question geared up ready now. I forgot what I was going to ask you. It's about, I don't know. Does anybody um, ever tell you that um, vocally, it's not exactly, but you always kind of remind me of the singer from Live. Oh, really? I've never, I've actually never heard that one before. No? Okay. Because I always, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I think it's way back when, like when they, I don't know how much you're into them, but I think their first record, they had that song, um, it's like pain, pain lies by the riverside. I think it is, and there's something about your your voice that reminds me of his voice in that song, particularly oh, okay. not not necessarily the I alone stuff or you know some of the more popular stuff that that came out later. But yeah, that one song, pain lies by the riverside. Um, it's, it's a great song. It's like it's off their first record, but oh, okay. But, Throwing uh, copper was their second one, right? Yeah, yeah, and and that's the one that they blew up with. No, I, I, Throwing Copper is, I love that. I love that album and I uh, love the album before that too. And so, and I love his, I love his power. He just can be very sweet and his voice is very pure, but then he can really just throw it down too and scream at you. And it's like, wow. That's, yeah. That guy's, that guy's got issues. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was cool because it was right during, you know, the kind of grunge era and stuff. So there was a lot of the, um, you know, kind of growly, what, whatever, with also like the kind of folky stuff kind of mixed in or, or what have you. I know they came out and I wasn't into them. Um, I think the, the I Alone song was real big and I was living in California. Um, and I won tickets on the radio station to go to the Fillmore. And then we went and it was a show and live was playing. Uh, there was another band from England. I don't think it was the London suede, but it was somebody like suede or London suede. But the big thing was, um, that live also played and did I say Weezer? Weezer played. Oh, okay. Um, but I'd never seen live. I really wanted to see Weezer and I actually left there going, Weezer was really good. Don't get me wrong, but you could have played their album and it wasn't any different, which is good. I mean, you know, it takes, 
I mean, you got to be perfect to play just like your record, but it sounded just like the record. But I like it when a band mixes it up a little bit, you know, yeah, kind of adds yeah, a little definitely. bit to it and does like you know makes it a little bit more raw rock. And they it's just now this was when they did like the sweater song. It was their first record and stuff too. So I don't know what they're like now. You know, it was pretty early on as well. But whenever Live came out, I was like, holy crap, this band is freaking awesome. I thought they were just the I Alone song or whatever. But I left there and I got both their first album or both their first albums. I got the first two albums and was immediately I think I saw them like three more times that same year I saw them once here at like they did um some festival here or something I got to see them again but yeah man during that during that throwing copper time I was really into them I got into them hard they're great live Mm, uh that's one that's one band I have not seen live yet oh they're fun Uh, I did I did want to I did I have wanted to see them I I missed out on that I guess oh maybe maybe we'll see yeah I, I remember their story from the from the album throwing copper do you know why they called it that Mm-mm. they were at the studio and they kind of took a break and they were out in the alleyway and they were shooting like i don't know beer cans or whatever with with bb guns and somebody asked them what they were doing they're like oh we're out back throwing copper and they said that was going to be the title of their ap- album throwing yeah. copper and i was like oh that's funny i never would have guessed that it was shooting bb guns right because I mean, like the cover is like this real big epic cover, and you're trying to like make it mean something, you know? Yeah. Throwing coppers at some sort of like industrial age, bronze age copper, you know? What is this or whatever? And it's it's just shooting BB guns behind the recording studio. See, a lot of a lot of there's so many moments that every band could probably talk about. You know, they're like Dark Side of the Moon. Oh well, we were just hanging out at this uh, uh, after a studio and we went to a gay bar and. You know, and um, talk to this woman, and she was on her moon. But, you know, you just don't. You, you know, never you know. know. Yeah. You never know. But we put so much meaning into it, you know. <laughs> yeah. It could just be some random, you know, just just story. So the uh, the band that you created in the house um, is called the Monks of Symbiosis. Yeah. What is symbiosis? Well, when you you know like a symbiotic you know it's like when everything is just gelling okay um you know so just monks of just kind of harmony of of um just yeah just communication and and all the all the juices are flowing it's like when you meet someone and everything is right and all the the juices are flowing and the chemistry is flowing and you know, it just feels very symbiotic. Okay. Yeah, I got you. That's cool. That's real cool. So that was a name that Charles Gaby um, came up with, and we just kind of ran with it. So back in the day when the Southside Pirate was a thing, you, mm-hmm. you had a show on the Pirate. Yeah, that was me and Charles. We, that was, was you and uh, Charles Gaby, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's who so, he's like, so he's like one of my closest friends, and... So he was living in a house in Willow Park near Weatherford, mm-hmm. and um, I got kicked out of my house in the middle of the pandemic because my um, uh, the, uh, the owner of the house wanted to sell the house. So um, we had me and my daughter had nowhere to go, so we just went over there. And then my friend Troy was in a similar situation, and then Steve was in a similar situation, and then. We all just needed, and Kristen, and we all just needed a place to be. And Charles was like, "Everyone, come here!" And so we just kind of all went over there, and 
you know, wrote out the Snowpocalypse together, um, played oh, yeah. music, wrote, and um, just went through that whole time together. Has anybody been doing, or like, have y'all, because everybody has cell phones and stuff now, have you been capturing, like, any cool food, footage or anything that you can make, like, a documentary out of later? No, yeah. we really did. We really didn't. We were just kind of more in. I mean, we have there's there's a lot of moments that we do have recorded of just late night shenanigans. Um, but okay, because I can imagine what a bunch of dudes that live in a house, you know, and you're you're older now, so you're not a bunch of twenty year olds. So you're not gonna. No. So you're not gonna destroy the place. No, we're not gonna destroy the place, and we all respect Charles, and it was his. It was his. You know. It's sacred space, so but we are, you know, we are a little wild, so but <laughs> we have some good moments. So, do you have like a practice space inside the house? Like y'all just all kind of go out to the garage or whatever, and yeah, we we, we did, we did. It was either in the garage or the living room or out by a fire pit, and um, um, now I'm living out in Fort Worth near Tandy Hills. So we've all kind of Charles sold his house in May, and so we've all kind of went our own way but we're still we're still playing and all the stuff that we'd worked on and created in that time um is all recorded and being mixed right now that's awesome that's that uh our making our own movie is one of the songs i sent you yes yes and i'm playing that after the after the interview i'm doing um the cat Sook song and then the monk song and then the skull and bones to close it out Nice. And on the Skull and Bones is that's the one that has the um, a female singing. Um, yeah, but um, she's she's up in Colorado now. So right now the conglomeration is Chad and Matt Kakuza from Spoonfed Tribe, and Ruben Salazar who plays bass, and Troy Williams who plays guitar. So that's kind of like the, the simple. Uh, it used to be like 10 people, but we kind of narrowed it down to just a, a smaller conglomeration. You don't otherwise, go- we, would, we would never play because <laughs> there's just too many people. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know how like, the polyphonic spray pulls it off. Do what? I said, I don't know how the polyphonic spree pulls it off because they got like 30 people. I know. Yeah. It's like, hey, let's practice. Uh, practice is Wednesday, 2022. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, they're probably all just so pros to where all they have to do is you just handle music there are some people out there that are like you just give them a sheet of music and they'll just they'll hit it on the first time well yeah and i think that's what he really kind of looks for yeah. and um what i like about the groups that i play with is some of them can do that and but for the most part a lot of them are very raw and um it's very original and not everybody knows how to read music, so it does take a little more work, but it feels more original and and unpolished and and real, and it's got teeth. Yeah. So I like about it. No, it's like that. It feels like you can, I mean, there has to be rules, and you have to know what the rules are if you want to break the rules or manipulate the rules or what have you. Um, so there is something to really learning all the theory and all the, all this, all this stuff. But really at the end of the day, it's, if you can just kind of take, let, you know, we'll say let spirit move you. If you can 
kind of connect and just capture that flow. <clears throat> yeah. And then it all comes naturally. And then you can let some music nerd figure out the theory from it. I, I, you made me rem- remember this interview I heard with uh, uh, Dave Navarro of Jane's Addiction. And he was doing a, like a guitar interview. And the guy that was interviewing him had, you know, just one of the most insanely beautiful mullets. It was huge. Mm-hmm. And, and he was like, so like on, uh, you know, uh, on three days when you're playing this F sharp diminished flat seventh five and a mix of living scale. So when you're going up for that um, sixth and seventh note, like what are you kind of really feeling? Like what were you kind of aiming for? And like, man, and Dave Navarro sitting there without a shirt on and he just has sunglasses and, He's like, man, all I know is that, like, when I hit that distortion pedal and the delay, a delay pedal, I think it's, yeah, it's a delay pedal. I just, man, just people just start throwing their panties at me. I don't know, man. I don't know what happens. And and his, the, the other guy's face, who's so skilled and knowledgeable, knows everything about the guitar and all the scales, all the modes and everything like that his face, you could see him just like completely crushed. Yeah. You know? it, because there's this guy who's just like, I don't know, man. I just hit these pedals. When I do it, like people just flip out and just like get naked. It's crazy. It's awesome. I'm a millionaire. And you know, yep. I, I mean, it's just, there's two different kinds of musicians, you know, and I think you, obviously Dave Navarro, he's one of my favorite guitar players. He's, <laughs> phenomenal and he knows what he's doing but i don't know if he was just fucking with him or he was just also just kind of going man you just got to be in the moment man yeah i think it's a little bit of both i think he's messing with him you know because i think he knows what he's doing but it's also it's the kind of thing where he might not know that he's doing exactly what that guy said but he knows that whenever he he hits this note it just feels right to go here yeah. You know, and if you go somewhere different, you're like, oh, that doesn't feel right. That doesn't sound right. You just, it's it's just a puzzle. You just found the piece and it fits in there just right. And you're like, that's it. And then, yeah. you, and then you do it again, you know, and that's all it is. And so, and then somebody else can, yeah, cause I've tried to like read tab and stuff and I'm like, you'll see all these little different little squiggly lines and all, all this stuff. And I'm like, what are they doing? Oh, that's just a bend or it's just a hammer. You know, like some of this stuff looks so complicated and it's just it's the simplest thing. It's just in writing, it looks very intimidating. Yeah. I mean, it can look very intimidating, but you know, it's, I think that's where the intuition really comes in. You know, I mean, you in muscle memory, you know, you learn mm-hmm. enough, but you don't learn too much, you know, that, and there might be classical musicians right now going, shut up. But, I feel like you learn enough that you you can allow your muscle memory and intuition to take over to get your soul involved. So you're not like a robot. You know, right. we're not. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be AI. You know, because I remember this when I first started playing music. Um, one of our friends, he would play acoustic, and it was the first time I ever saw anybody like beat his guitar, like use his hands, like use the guitar as a drum. Mm. Is it Darren? And do what? Is it Darren Kobatek? No, oh. no, it wasn't Darren, um, but it was. Oh, um, oh man, it's leaving me right now. Adam Fowler. Okay. That's his name. And um, 
and we were all just in awe. We were like, why, why are you beating your guitar right now? But then we were blown away because of all the sounds. And he was a big Michael Hedges fan. Um, and he was, Michael Hedges was just really known for just using his guitar as a, a drum and then playing these open, open tunings as well. And so it kind of shifted our whole idea of how to play really passionately like that and mm -hmm. using the whole thing versus just the strings. And then I didn't see him for like five years. And, um, and then, um, we we're all hanging out and I was like, Adam, man, play me, play me one of those songs. Like, where are you at? I haven't seen you in five years. You're probably incredible. He was like, dude, I learned so much. And he would just be like, and he went into like this really jazz. Like, -do 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 -do. I mean, it was phenomenal and the tech was really great. And, um, but at the end of it, I was like, can you just, can you just beat your guitar again with your head? You know, like you did last time. And so I feel like there's a balance, you know, of sure. learning too much, but, but also the rawness of passion and where you just, you're going, wow, that dude's hands are bleeding right now, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, um, and not getting too caught up in the technique that you lose the soul of the writing of the, of the playing. And I think that's more of the of the heart of rock and roll or, or like blues music. You know, that's kind of where all that stuff kind of comes from is just cause a lot of it was poor people who don't even can't afford lessons, but they want to play a guitar. They just pick it up and figure it out, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and then from that spawns, you know, all this other stuff. I do think when it comes to like classical or like not not jazz, because I mean, to me, it's jazz is always just like all over the place. It's It's very improvisational and, you know. Um, and it's got its own set of rules, but it's still real loosey goosey. Um, but you mentioned like the classical stuff. See, I always imagine that stuff being like a math a formula. So you're a composer and you're like, okay, I know what all the rules are. I know what's supposed to go with this and what's supposed to go with that. And then you can kind of s s sit there and put it all down and kind of, you know, challenge it. And, yeah. you know, do do things that you're not supposed to, you know, and then put all this stuff and then hire these people to sit down and play it. You're like, whoa, that came out. You know, that's a, it's a different kind of songwriting um, whenever you can kind of imagine it in your head and see it and start to put it down on, on paper and use the formulas against each other and all this stuff. And then, you know, that, that's a whole different kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Those people are like savants. Oh, like, sure. Where, where they can... Those are the people who there's musicians who get caught up in the technical and like um, Ying Wei Malmsteen and um, it's so technical that it doesn't feel like it has much soul. And then there's other people like Jim Morrison, who's like all soul, like completely just utterly just soul, you know, and then and then there's those people who have both. And those are like the Rachmaninoffs and the Mozarts and, you know, who can just know all the rules and can hear all this music just flowing through them. And they just write, you know, yeah. and write like symphonies and symphonies of work. So it's, I don't know. I'm more on, the, I feel like the, the soul side than the tech side. I would never consider myself a savant in any way like that. Those... Those people are um, a whole different caliber, but 
but I've, I've always resonated with the soul versus the technicality. I, I admire the technicality and I'm like, dude, you're 20 times better than I will ever be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I completely appreciate what you're doing. Yingwei, you know, Yingbei, but, um, but that's not, that's not my thing. I, I, I do love, Three chords, a red guitar, and the truth. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> As Bono once said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we went um, last um, March, we went to Austin, me and um, Susie Ramon and um, Dustin from the Jerry Johnson Massacre. We went down there for the, it's the Austin Corn Lovers Festival. So it happens whenever AC, ACL is happening it's just a different version of ACL it's Austin Corn Lovers Fest and um it's a lot of the Sostex bands um so we went and um to this 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 old bar it's really cool low ceilings like the velvet the velvet print on the walls and stuff and um I mean just saw like the most incredible bands but one of my favorites was these three girls and they're called i think it's called like die d-i-e and then spitz s-p-i-t-z and they got to be like dude i don't think they're 21 they got to be like 17 18 19 and they just get up there and it's just a guitarist a bass player and a, and a drummer and then like in the spirit of something from like nirvana it's just like this raw energy and they're slam dancing with the crowd and everybody's around them and it's just this you know, it's just nothing but just pure, just raw, it, and it's so freaking great. I mean, I don't think any yeah. of them are really that good at at their at, at their instrument. But their energy left you, Dude, even to this moment now, going, yeah, that was a phenomenal show. I ran they out, were, yeah, and I ran out and grabbed my friends and like, you're missing this, and pulled them in there. We're all just like, holy crap, this is awesome, you know, because it was bands going on inside and outside. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I mean, they, they weren't the best. It was just punk rock, some punk rock girls or whatever, but just the intensity and and the energy and the fun, because they're, cause they're having fun. They weren't they weren't mad, you know, they weren't tearing the place down because they're, you know, pissed off or whatever. It wasn't that kind of thing. It was just like, let's just rock and roll and just have a good time. And they were just up there just rocking everybody's faces off and having a good time. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. And that's... That's the chemistry, man. That's the chemistry you have with people because people want to see. They they come into a, an event, a venue, and whether and everyone walks in with their own stuff that they're working through, and the people who are mic'd up with lights on them, they want to see those motherfuckers enjoying the, the shit out of life, mm-hmm. you know, and it gives everybody else permission to. Go, you know what? I mean, my head has been up and up my butt. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm fucking gonna be. I'm gonna go get a mosh pit right now. I'm gonna have the best time of my life. Yeah, you know, I see all these people, these three girls on stage, just tearing it up without any any inhibition whatsoever. They're just going for it. Yep. You know what? I'm gonna go for it too. I'm gonna go for it with them. Let's. I'm gonna go for it with them. You know and. It's that's the power of music, man. Yeah, it's no, the power of passion. I'm 50, so I didn't jump in the pit, but I, I I'm not going to say I didn't think about it. <laughs> you know, sometimes the the spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak. <laughs> I do I do miss a good mosh pit. 
Yeah. I haven't, I haven't, I, I see, I've been seeing mosh pits change so much lately where they're, people are like throwing punches and stuff. And it used to be people like would pick each other up when they fell. And it's been weird. Yeah. Music, music has shifted in such a weird space. Yeah. I, I think you're right. But, um, luckily I keep my, my, my focus is always so narrow with the podcast and stuff that it's, I don't, I don't really see a lot of that with, with what I'm looking at. You know what I mean? I know, I know it's out there, but it's so nice to go to the shows that I'm going to and still seeing people, you know, being cool to each other and and picking each other up and all that kind of stuff. I I think that's, that spirit is still alive here. I don't know about it when it gets bigger, you know, into the bigger bands and bigger shows, but I imagine it seems like that there's just a, a level of anger and, and animosity in this country anyways right now. Oh yeah. That it bleeds. I don't, I don't know anybody who's not going through some kind of PTSD after the last three years of what we've been going through. Yeah. 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 And man, it's, it's been tough, you know, that's one thing about doing this show. It's like, I get to just kind of like hide in my room and do it. And so I can still kind of reach out and, and talk to you and, and all that kind of stuff. But most of the time I'm, I'm here and, uh, it's different than it, than it was, but I think it's because of, it's just, it, it's kind of hard to get out of that funk that we've been in since 2020. Man, I know it has been hard. I think it's been hard for all of us. Yeah, I think so too. And, and to see people, you know, we all got used to just, the lockdown you know where where everybody was we were were not able to go anywhere and everything was shut down we're doing live streams and then all of a sudden it slowly opens up and then there's another variant and then you know there's just all these pushes and you're like okay well maybe i'll go out now well shit now there's another variant well okay maybe i'll go out now things seem to cool down and it's been a constant emotional challenge for everybody yeah and finally seeing you know played at mcfly's um last friday and and it was packed and it was like a really great crowd and it was just really good to see people but at the same time we're dealing with a variant that's more uh contagious uh, contagious than any of them you know and each one seems to be you know but people are just are are tired and want to live. They want to live and enjoy their life. And yeah. gets it gets to the point where like, fuck it, I don't care. I just want to be around music and people. Mm-hmm. And but there's but still there's that that caution yeah. that we all feel. Yeah. Now I've, I've been in a couple of crowds where I start to get like, I'm a little nervous in this crowd. This is a pretty big crowd, you know. Yeah. And I mean. Because most of the time, um, it's pretty chill where, where, wherever I go. It's not that big of a deal. And I spend a lot of time outside, so I feel pretty safe outdoors. But, man, there's been a few times where I've ended up, you know, like the last show at um, Main at Southside. It's like it was packed. And it's like, man, <laughs> you know, I'm a little nervous here. But yeah. it's whatever. It's like, I don't know. You do what you can. You try to eat healthy. You, you get your shots if you're into the shots, you know. You, try to exercise and 
and just live your best life and you know kind of hope for the best yeah whether it's whether it's covid or whether it's a car wreck whether it's um whatever's going to happen there's a part of us that just needs to live yeah and we're all we're all going to see the pearly gates so in one way or another it's do you want to live yourself live your life in a space of caution too much caution and fear that you don't live and that you become depressed from not living or do you want to live and suffer the consequences of that too so you know yeah you can there's a balance you know you can live a long long lonely sad pathetic life or you can live for a little while but you'll have a really good time no yeah so it's like trying to find that balance in there you know and do healthy things to help you create you know keep your immune system up so that you can keep doing this shit yeah and you're really not guaranteed anything anyways it's like did you you could do everything the right way and get, get hit by a bus and you or there might be a 1980s NASA satellite that falls from the sky yeah. on your head tonight. It's, you, know, <laughs> you know, and then there's some jackass that's doing everything wrong, and he'll live to be 95. I know. It's like whatever. You just gotta, you know, just try to do good and be good, and I think we'll all be okay. <laughs> yeah. And so, all right, man, dude, it's always fun talking to you. It's always the, it's always nice talking to you too, Jeff. Yeah, and so um, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure that everybody knows about your show coming up at Lola's for the Katsuk, um album release, and then later on in the year, the Monks of Symbiosis, and then even later yes. still, we'll do the Skull and Bones. And so yeah, I'll, I'll let everybody know when it's yeah. coming out and where they can get it. You have a a website like Katsuk.com dot com or Katsuk.com, dot com, Monks of Symbiosis dot com. The skin and bones drum com. Awesome. And then um and then I have a lot of nudie pics on only OnlyFans. OnlyFans, so. okay. Yeah, just look for Katsuk <laughs> on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> and then hopefully at the end of the year then um my band Katsuk, we have a a double album that we're trying to put out by the end of the year. So it is it is a lot. <laughs> that is a lot now so will the double album will that be like all new original music yeah awesome. uh, one of it one of it will be all new original rock songs and then the other disc will be um some older and newer um reggae kind of stuff oh. too because because i'm a little schizophrenic and i uh, i can't pick a style <laughs> you don't need to music is music just play music yeah yeah so one will be uh the first one will be a rock album and the second one will be more, kind of like reggae ska african world kind of thing oh i think that's gonna be cool nice i'll I look forward to it yeah, it's gonna be fun and it's a lot of uh some songs from triple a and um i'm an acoustical acupuncture and so just songs that I've never recorded and and uh, basically recorded with uh, Sally Majestic guys. So I have this amazing oh, that's cool um, backing group. You know those guys are the funkiest mother jammas around, and so they did a lot of that. So just kind of going to be working on that throughout the year. Oh, that, that's really cool. Have fun. Yeah. Well, that'll be awesome, man. 
Well, cool, dude. If, if you need anything from me at all, if you're like, hey, I got a new single out, you know, just shoot me an email or or a text message or whatever, and I'll play it on the show and let everybody know what they can see. And then they can also just see you around town. Sometimes you're solo. Sometimes you're with Charles Gabby, I think. Yeah, every Wednesday, Charles Gabby and I, we do um, a Wednesday at Binion's in Arlington. And then... Um, then I'll either do solo or have Troy or Andy Weaver on percussion, um, wherever, all, all around. So that's all on catsuit.com. Okay. Yeah. And then, like I said, you do play out at McFly's or um, where'd you just play on, on Saturday? Was it the Woodshed? It was somewhere really close to here. Yeah, it was, a, it was it the was, Woodshed. Yeah. It was kind of a last minute thing, but yeah. Yeah, because I wanted to to try to get out and, and see i just didn't have a chance to do that because that that sounds cool it's over there right by the zoo kind of off the trinity river yeah i mean it's right next to the river it was i mean we're getting beautiful weather in january and i've played out there when it's 20 degrees and so oh. it was really nice and you know and the weather was great and you know it's tcu crowd so it's not much of a appreciative cloud uh crowd <laughs> yeah so ever but, but um because like music what's music and but but it's still it's still a nice place there's kids running around there's dogs running around but you know i i do i do these shows to make the bills and mm-hmm. have fun and um but my real goal is to take these full band shows to create an event for people that they walk into like the three girls that you were talking about where they walk in or even or even like live whenever i went and saw live it's like they blew me away and it was just from their pure energy and how much fun they were having you know they were good at, at what they were doing but they weren't blowing me away with licks or scales or anything it was just like they were fun there was so much you know so yeah i think i think you'll have those those kind of shows that's the way the skull and but now i think that to me i know that's all improv but that's way more hard for my mind to comprehend than um some of the the other stuff but that was one of those shows as well where i was just like blown away it's like this is so cool i don't think i've ever seen anything like it Live, you know, no, well, that, but then whenever I, I was talking about later, whenever I saw the the skull and bones at Lola's, when we were talking about that earlier, the oh, first okay. time that I saw you guys, it was one of those kind of shows where I was blown away because I'd never seen anything like that, you know. So I was just saying, it's it's in you, that spirit's in you for Ooh. sure, you know. And so, and I look forward to seeing seeing your you play with a full band here real soon. It's gonna be rocking. Yeah, it's man. Gonna be, uh, it's been a Rock while. Rock tribal, psychedelic, funky. It's going to be fun. Cool. Awesome, man. All right. Well, I'll encourage everybody to go to catsuit.com and find out all the news and where they can find all the music and stuff that, that's coming out. So and, when does the uh, when does the interview start? Does oh. it start now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. We've been going for like 35 minutes, I think. <laughs> really good to talk to you jeff yeah man you you too as always <laughs> and then i'll have this out hopefully tomorrow if not it'll be up tuesday but i'm i'm shooting for tomorrow okay well right. I'll, I'll 
I will share it with my my peoples. Okay. Oh, and I've got a um a different pot a, a different intro that I've been using over the last few months that's not quite as um offensive as the first one that I was using. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. All right. So I'm just saying you'll be a little happier with it. Oh, not that you aren't you aren't unhappy with the last intro. It was very cool. It's just I'd slipped my mind that we were you know, maybe reaching a younger audience when we're talking about your book for children. <laughs> it should have, oh, you know okay. what I'm you know, talking I remember, about? Yeah. I remember now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cause that, you know, and I felt, and I thought about it. I was like, ah, and then I, anyway, so then I fixed it real fast. And so if, if anybody goes back and listens to it, they're going to be like, I don't hear anything wrong with this at all. Cause I took the, the regular intro out. But since then I've actually changed to where, I mean, it's still not, it's still at least PG 13 rated, you know, <laughs> but it's not like it was. So okay. it's, it's not too shocking. <laughs> yeah. Cause we're like, it's a children's book. And then, uh, you're like, well, oh, motherfuckers, motherfuckers. I was like, what? Okay. All right. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. No, I think it, it started off with here I am naked, <laughs> nothing but yeah. a cock ring. And it's from, do you know what that's from? It's from pump up the volume. With Christian Slater, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just pulled it. Yeah, just it was a funny Christian Slater quote from a movie that I pulled, and I, I put that in there to be funny when I first started doing the podcast again. And anyways, that kind of bit me in the ass with that one because I was like, oh, it just starts. You're like, yeah, just skip over the first twenty seconds, you know. It's like, <laughs> like my bad on me, but anyway, I don't ever mean I don't. I would never. I want to censor anybody. But. No, and you didn't. You told everybody, you're like, hey, look, it may be a little, you know, the, the intro's a little <laughs> not kid-friendly, so you might want to s- skip over it. And then I was like, ah, because I thought about it. I was like, maybe I shouldn't. I was like, ah, it's fine. I, I do it every week. Nobody's ever said anything about it. I'm sure it's fine, you know. And then as soon as, soon as I saw your 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 post telling everybody, that, hey, if you listen, skip over the intro, I was like, damn it, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it, you know, so I immediately went back and, and just did it myself, you didn't have to ask, you know, and so, but no, I, ch- I change it up every now and again, and um, the way I've got it now, I, 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 I like it, there's no, um, I cut off the song early, so there's no F-bombs, and um, the only thing I think that's even kind of dirty in there is when it's like, it's a, when the girl from the vampire show is like, what kind of name is Jeff? It sounds like a weak, ele- a weak ejaculation. Uh, 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 Jeff. You know? I think that's the dirtiest thing in the intro now, but that's so funny. Have you ever watched that? The, the vampire show, what, what we do in the shadows. Oh, I, I love them. Jermaine from flat of the concords. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen that. But yeah, it's the one, but it has the girl and her name. I think it her. Her name is Nadia. Okay. And in the first season, there was a guy who was like her old lover from a thousand years ago or whatever, but it's just like this random security guard dude named Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, it's funny. Anyways, I'm not going to keep you any, any longer. I just wanted to, I like talking to you, brother. I like talking to you too. Jeffrey, Lord of the Rings. Yes, I wish. (laughs) <laughs> so, all right man well i will i will talk to you next time and i hope to see you real soon i would love that all right man you have a good night you too peace